Tiny actually watched this movie with me today. Addie, uh, Addie has Addie watched this with me today too. She has loved this movie since she was little, uh, and this is one I've been looking forward to a lot because uh, I have also loved this movie since I was little. And I, I think, man, I, I think the reason I have loved this movie for so long is it. I I don't know if it's because it's one of the movies that I had or that I like I. I feel like this is the beginning of the Disney animation that I kind of knew growing up. (laughs) There's no fucking princesses. This isn't a fantasy movie. There's no, you know, dead moms or damsels in distress. It's a it's a modern ish tale maybe i found it more relatable maybe i found it more fun to look at maybe i liked the songs more i don't know why. there but there's but i've always liked this one okay i i like it too um and i think that like we've we've realized in doing this show that i'm much more attached to the movies that have um that have a lot of songs in them. Yeah. This one is not one of those. But the songs uh, that are in it are fucking great. Sure. Um, so we, we look at the golden age and coming out of that, Pinocchio's jam-packed full of bangers. Dumbo's jam-packed full of bangers. Um, even Cinderella, you know, remember we, we fought over Cinderella versus Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping yeah, yeah. Beauty has one song. Yeah. Cinderella has like five songs. Right. All very good. Sure. Um, and that's why you fall on one side of the fence, I fall on the other side of the fence. This is the first and, and going exiting silver age going into bronze age we're gonna see a lot less a lot less songs but what we are starting to see is the emergence of let's we're putting music in where it fits the mood and the style that we're going for and i think that disney is going to start or or the directors that are you know espousing a very particular style with every movie that they do and you're going to get much more contemporary feeling songs to go with these movies right because you have more contemporary stories more contemporary characters fuck eventually they're going to rap so come to think of it hey I gotta go on and on I'm the rock and I'm on a one yeah no absolutely that but that doesn't feel like a fellow kids type of situation, though, you know? No, it, it all... This is this is one of those special places where this movie works for kids and adults equally for different reasons. I found myself more drawn to the relationships between uh, Anita and Roger. Roger. Uh, Cruella and Nanny. Like, as a kid, I just loved the puppies. Like, I loved all the puppies. I loved going to fucking McDonald's and collecting all 100 or thinking I could. I, I, th- I think I think there's still a Roly somewhere at my dad's house. You remember that shit? They were mm-hmm. talking people into you. To, you would just have, like you, fast food has declined over the last 20 years. McDonald's toys have gone down the fucking shitter. The, I, I, like they used to have some you badass say that now, toys. The the current Walt Disney World toys are banging. 
Like the Disney toys at McDonald's right now are fucking dope. Your kid was bummed because they gave us the same toy she's already got. But like the fucking, it's like, it's like a train of Disney characters and cars that you can line up to each other. And the front car is Mickey and Minnie, but they're all the, the wacky world of Disney or whatever the fuck they call it. Like the newest versions of Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy. Oh, like like SpongeBob Mickey? The SpongeBob Mickey, the uh, the Rin and Stimpy Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um and I really I really really like what they're doing with that show and I like that animation style and the toys are fucking cool. Like it is a cool Happy Meal toy, but I agree with you except for this. Like the only reason you're wrong is the current toy right you now. You think that they're made out of like good solid materials no 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 uh they're like they used to be they're, like they're better than i have seen recently but the like you could you the, could take one of those dalmatians and throw it at your friend's head and it would hurt them they still exist yeah, yeah yeah i want those fucking those transforming like the little transformers the fraggle rock cars uh uh the better than the fraggle oh, the rock tiny cars. tune cars the tiny tune cars came from wendy's by the way no yeah really yes Maybe Burger King. But I think Burger King. Those were not McDonald's. Toys. I don't. I don't think we started going to. Wendy's never had good toys. Wendy's, they had all, books Wendy's and has shit. fucking sticker sheets. Yeah, it's always been sticker sheets, dude. You, Wendy's you know who fucking gives out the, the shittiest ass. toys. Uh, fucking Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A sucks. It's always like, hey, here's some fucking flashcards about learning. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to learn from Mormons. Yeah, I don't want to learn. They're unless, not you, even... unless you're gonna fucking teach me how to soak. I'll teach you how to soak, boy. <laughs> no, I don't want you to teach me how to soak. <laughs> uh, no, but you're absolutely right. No, the, the quality of toys has gone down, just like the fucking quality of the food has gone down. But there were 101 little plastic dogs. No. For you to be able to get every Dalmatian, you would have had to eat at least 110 Happy Meals if you were lucky. There were not 101 Dalmatians. How many? You want to bet a red dog on it? Yeah. How many do you think there were? I don't have to. I don't have to come up with a number. No, 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 no. You know, I, I, I know. I think there were probably like, like eight or ten. No, it was at, if it wasn't if it wasn't a hundred and one, it was minimum fifty different Dalmatian toys. No, no, because they were the, the there weren't that many that had characterizations. We only there was like Rolly, there was Lucky. We knew all the names of the fifteen because they got collars, but I think they did hundred and one different toys. I, no, really I, I, I definitely bet you a red dog on that. All right, we'll look it up later. Uh, no, we did the red dog bet on here. Let's do it now. All right, all right, all right, bro. Guess what? hundred and one different Dalmatian toys. Everyone's a surprise. You can buy a complete set right now on eBay for $130. Some of these are just reskins. Probably, yeah. This movie's stupid. So why why did we like 101 Dalmatians I, in the 90s? They re-released this shit in theaters, huh? 
91. Is that, is that what happened? They re-released 91? 91 was the, the last uh, re-release. Is that why we fucking loved 101 Dalmatians? Is that why this movie still resonates with me? Because I saw it in theaters? I, I see 101 Dalmatians as one of my childhood Well, Disney I don't movies. know when, I don't know when, like, the vault reopened. I mean, when, when they had a vault reopening, it was like... It was like some kind of drop, you know? See, vault reopenings never did it much for me because we were bootlegging those movies anyway. You can't bootleg them. We were bootlegging them not, off of the Disney Channel. But they sometimes they weren't showing them on the Disney Channel. Like Aristocats, that was a big fucking deal when that shit came out because it hadn't been seen since the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, do, I, I do remember a couple of those, but like... Like the, the Winnie the Pooh, like, complete thing? Yeah. Like, that was a big fucking deal. Um... You know who's not coming up with shit like The Vault? Bob Chappick. Well, we don't need The Vault anymore because they, they put out Disney+. Plus. We, there's a lot of shit that's not on Disney+, Plus that needs to fucking get there. If I don't get Rockin' Rhyme starring Paul Simon we, soon, yeah. I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Why do we always get here? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's some of the only Disney content that I can think of that's not on the Disney Channel. That's the only one that I know of for sure. There's so much that's on the Disney Channel, or that's on Disney+. Plus. That I wouldn't think would be on there. Fuck, I love it's a this good movie. service. I love this movie, and and Addie was pissed too. She was like, "I want to pick the show that we're gonna watch," and I was like, "No, I have, I have to watch 101 Dalmatians." And she's like, "Okay, that's fine." Did she remember it? Yeah, she. We used to like. There have been so many occasions when we would just like cuddle up in that chair outside and watch 101 Dalmatians on the phone. Like before I even let her like look at phones, we would we would watch it outside. Um. So I don't know. You got you. I, I imagine you got three pages of notes. Are we just jumping into the movie, or uh, you want me to do some history buff shit right now? I do. You want to do some history buff shit? Yeah. Uh, today I want to talk about UB iWorks. Um, UB all a lot of the shit that I've gotten stoned and excited about on previous episodes was thanks to UB and. In the last, we this is one of those episodes where I've actually been doing research for like two weeks because uh, we had a little bit of we had a little bit of time. What are we looking at here? Hand me the headphones. Oh, all right. Uh, we had a little bit of time to play around with, so I've been I've been doing research for a while, and uh, and I learned a ton about Ub Iwerks. Uh, I wrote down here, dumb name, serious sandwich. Uh, so Chuck Jones once said of oh, Iwerks. Speaking of which, when we were up in uh, Arlington, uh, leaving Arlington to bring my mom down to San Antonio, we needed to get some food, so we went into No Frills Grill on oh, East Chase. Fuck yeah! Um, and we sat down, and we didn't see a single employee for ten minutes. Sounds about like No Frills Grill. And we got up and left. Yeah. And uh, and then we went to Schlotsky's to drive through, and um, the person uh, that came over the the speaker at the drive through said, "Welcome to Schlotsky's." <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to find good help these days. They, they said don't Schlotsky's. Know, yeah, you don't know. They said Schlotsky's. That's almost as bad as Bob. But, but it was like it was like it, it was like five, World, it was the like, happiest it was like, place on earth. Welcome to Schlotsky's. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't know the place where you work? It's called Schlotsky's, bro. It's Schlotsky's. It's yeah. always been called... Welcome to Schlotsky's. How do you, how do you go through training and not unless, get the unless, name? Unless you're taking the piss. Oh, man. Welcome to Bascon Robion. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I go to Baskin Robbins every night, get myself a little treat. So, Ub Iwerks is a fucking <laughs> is a Disney legend. Uh, this motherfucker may or may not have invented Mickey Mouse. Everything that I have nerded out about for the last two years of us making this show kind of came out of Ub. Uh, His name is Ub. Ub. Okay. Dumb name. Is, is that a serious sandwich? Mm-hmm. Short for something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ub Iwerks is spelled U B I W E R K S. First name Ub U B. Last name Iwerks I W E R K S. Uh, Ub's full name U B B E. Uber. Also pronounced oh, Ub. Ub, but longer. So like Ub. Strange. Uh, it could be Ubi, but they called him up. He's always been up. He is up. He will always be up. Um, so Chuck Jones, fucking Bugs Bunny himself, right? Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Chuck on on previous shows. So Chuck Jones worked for Ub uh, a little while, and once said of him, he was the first, if not the first, to give his characters depth and roundness. Uh, but he had no concept of humor. He simply was not a funny guy. Uh. Ub and Walt met each other in the early, early days. So Ub and Walt were friends when Walt started the studio in Kansas City. Ub and Walt were were basically partners at the Kansas at Laughagram at the Kansas City Studios. Um, when the Kansas City Studios shuttered, Ub and Walt went on together to make the. Uh, what are they called there? The Alice... Uh, what the fuck were those things called? Uh, the, you remember when we talked about the Alice in Wonderland feature? The that never 1921 really took or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the early, early days. So that was another Ub idea where the... Oh, God damn it. I, I even wrote down what they were called. Um, da, 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 uh, the Alice comedies. They called them the Alice comedies. So... In the early days, Ub was like, hey, what if we put fucking cartoons on top of live action? And that's how they made the Alice comedies. Okay, so, so rotoscoping. The, but rotoscoping before rotoscoping, Ub was like, hey, let's put let's put animation on top of live action. And they take this shit to Universal, and Universal's like, hey, this is dope, but eh, there's no money. So that's how the Alice, the Alice comedies fell out. And, and then that's where we get Oswald Rabbit, right? So Ub and Walt are working together during the Oswald rabbit days and now this is when Walt had his whole no fuck you fuck everybody I'm never gonna work with a character that's not my character again because they stole Oswald from him and and all of those things he takes up with him yet again uh and it is there are so many different fucking stories about how Mickey Mouse became Mickey Mouse but the the general agreed upon canon legend is Walt had a sketch of Mickey. They had been arguing back and forth about what animal to animate next. Uh, Ub came up with a cow and a horse who would later become Clarabelle and Horace Horse Collar. Um, but they finally agreed upon a mouse. Ub animated a ton of different mice, and the rumor has it that Walt actually had the sketch of Mickey Mouse and gave it to Ub, and Ub just sort of polished it up a little bit. But at the end of the day, man, there is a very fucking strong possibility that 99% of Mickey Mouse came out of Ub's brain. Um, 
Walt was the ideas guy, but Ub was the fucking polisher. But Walt was an animator, yeah. Walt Walt was absolutely an animator. Walt started as an animator. It's what it's what made him happy in the beginning. But I think more than anything, Walt was one of those guys that was an animator to be an animator, but he started to recognize talent, right? Um, he, he started to recognize talent beyond anything. Walt had magic inside him, and Walt had an eye for fucking skill. But he brought Ub with him everywhere he fucking went, and they were fucking toit. Like, it's Walt and Ub through this whole Mickey thing. Uh, and Steamboat Willie... That's Ub's idea, man. The whole reason Mickey Mouse takes off, even like let's let's give just for the sake of this show, let's give Walt credit for Mickey, okay? And let's say Ub just polished him up. Cool. We'll go there. We'll we'll live with that. So even then, the only reason that Mickey Mouse became fucking Mickey Mouse was Steamboat Willie. And what made Steamboat Willie special was Ub says to Walt, Hey man, what if we could match cartoons? to sound what if you don't have some drunk in the theater playing the piano notes what if we sync the fucking sound up he's a special effects guy ub's always been a fucking special effects guy so he says to walt let's sync the fucking sound up and people go fucking crazy for it they go goddamn gaga they're like holy shit mickey mouse and fucking pete and fucking music and all these things like the the cartoon and the sound they're the same thing and people love that shit and that's how mickey mouse became mickey mouse because ub was like, hey, let's put let's put sound and and visuals together, and then we get the silly symphonies. Uh, my fucking favorite, and the the one time I do want to play a little bit of a sound clip, uh, Ub's big animation debut after uh, Steamboat Willie is this fucking kick ass number that I cannot get enough of. I just fucking love I've I've always loved this fucking silly symphony. It's one of my favorites. Um but you know, that was that was Ub's idea. Putting fucking Did you notice there's another one that's in the movie? Another Silly Symphony? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that later. Absolutely. Um, so these dudes are fucking friends. And here's the rumor, and I haven't substantiated it. It did make it to an episode of Drunk History, but I, I, I couldn't find any truth to it. But Ub and Walt get into a huge fucking fight. And for the longest time, I knew that Walt and Ub got into a fight, but I just sort of assumed it was about the strike. But here's the rumor. Rumor has it that these two dudes are flying high on Mickey Mouse, right? They are flying high on the Silly Symphonies. And they are gaining popularity. They're fucking celebrities. They're, they're, they're growing. They're following. People you are... thought you might be able to get Morgan to pick you up at 930. <laughs> they, are, they are fucking... They are feeling this thing. Uh, and the rumor is that the final straw for Ub is they're at a party and a little kid walks up to Walt and goes, Mr. Disney, Mr. Disney, I am a fucking huge fan. I love Mickey Mouse. Can you please draw Mickey on this napkin for me? And Walt's like, you want a fucking picture of Mickey Mouse? Absolutely. I'm going to give you a picture. Absolutely. Of Mickey Mouse. And he hands the napkin to Ub and tells him to sketch Mickey. At which point, Ub's like, fuck you, fuck this party, fuck this kid, I'm out. And Ub goes on to start his own studio, uh, where he, he makes Freddy the Frog cartoons, which are, they, they have a cult following, but I don't know much about them. And then, so Ub is making cartoons. Better and, than Pepe, I say. And, <laughs> yeah, so fucking lootly. Things start to get a little bit risque, right? Like, Ub's cart- Ooh, like like Fritz the Cat kind of? Uh, kind of. Like, every now and then you may see a booby. Uh, the animals in his cartoons tend to uh, have... There's a little bit of violence, right? Um, kind of itchy and scratchy. And we are in the early days of, of censorship. So... Uh, Long story short, the the man sticks it to Ub. His studio closes down, and he he goes out of business. He he made some cool cartoons. He worked with people like Chuck Jones and some crazy animators. Um, but one of his buddies says to Walt, "Hey man, Ub Studio closed down. He's out of a job. You guys were always tight. You should probably bring him back." And Walt goes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So he calls Ub up, and Ub comes back, and they fucking hug it out, and they they let bygones be bygones, because, goddammit, these two dudes made Mickey fucking Mouse together, right? Like, whatever whatever it was that pissed them off, they made Mickey fucking Mouse together. But Ub says to Walt, I'm never going to be an animator for you. And Walt's like, deal, done, absolutely, cool. I just want to give you a job. What do you want to do here? Because at this point, Walt has started the Burbank Studios. He's we're almost in the Pinocchio days. Ub 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 comes back for Pinocchio, um, and we'll talk about that. Cause uh, so it's a far cry away from 101 Dalmatians. No, no, no. We're gonna get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here's how this happens. So Ub goes. I'm not gonna be a fucking animator for you. I'm a special effects guy. I'm a photo effects guy. So you remember what made Pinocchio so fucking cool? What did I nerd out about on Pinocchio? Clocks? Multiplane cameras, baby. Ub. Multiplane camera? That's Ub. He's a fucking special effects guy. Bubble guy? Honest to God, probably Ub. Ubble guy? Ubble guy. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's the special effects dude. He's always wanted to be the special we effects dude. We found Bubble Guy. We found Bubble Guy. He is the one doing the special effects for these things. He created the multiplane camera. Uh, he's the one who set fucking sound to video he's the fucking guy who invented what would later become mary poppins and fucking the the cinderella comedies he's the one who's like hey let's put fucking animation on top of on top of live action that's the kind of shit that up does that's another recurring thing another recurring gag from this show that if we have merch there has to be a bubble guy shirt oh yeah absolutely he might have been this is conjecture, but he may have been what could be considered the first Imagineer, because uh, when Walt was building Disneyland, all of the special effects on the rides, those are up. Uh, he won an Academy Award, not for Bubbles, uh, but for the birds, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, that is. Uh, he won an Academy Award for that. Uh, he also won an Academy Award for being the guy who brought you the fucking penguin dance and Mary Poppins. The, all that all that shit. All that's up. So he's the special effects guy. He's the idea guy. But what Ub did for 101 Dalmatians is ch he changed everything for animation forever so the reason we're talking so much about up not only is is partially because his story's fucking cool and he might be the guy who invented mickey mouse and he helped disney become disney and he deserves all the fucking accolades and all the fucking credit he is a disney legend and so many things that we still love today are thanks to Ub Iwerks. Dumb name, serious sandwich. But what he did if, for 101 Dalmatians, the if reason I was Ub and I made my studio, it would be called Ub Iwerks. Ub Iwerks. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself. Ub U works for me because I'm the boss here. Yeah. Um. So, in. Sleeping Beauty, Ub toyed around with a brand new technology known as Xerography, also known as the fucking Xerox, a.k.a. a goddamn copy machine. And he put this machine to the test in the thorn forest scenes in Sleeping Beauty. And when nobody noticed that these were a straight-up Xerox he was like, this shit might work, right? So Sleeping Beauty, not a huge hit. Walt is making a fuck ton of money off of TV. And we've talked about the TV and live action. Pollyanna, Davy Crockett, the, the fucking Disneyland TV show, building Disneyland himself. He, Walt has been hiring people to animate for him he was an animator in the early days but he's always been this ideas guy and at this point he's kind of done with animation and after sleeping beauty didn't make the money it needed to everyone at the bank all of walt's fucking money friends go animation's done dude we're out like just fucking focus on live action look at all the goddamn coonskin caps you're selling like fuck animation and walt's like hey you know what maybe you're right so if 101 Dalmatians doesn't work, we're done. It's another one of these like all or nothing, all it's, in. It's it, And this happens to Disney so many fucking times. Yeah, but this is all in. This is all in. But Ub 
found success with the Xerox. And he was the person who said, man, this fucking copy machine that they're using in offices, I wonder if it would work on cells, like cell the cellulose fucking plastic, clear plastic cells, right? And so he tries it in Sleeping Beauty and it fucking works. So by using... I mean, don't they have to like alter them? Well, so here's what happens, right? So, okay, here's animation before 101 Dalmatians, right? You draw a picture. Your animators... your the animators draw your okay so you have a you have a, a a screenplay from the screenplay you make a storyboard from the storyboard your animators your your nine old men your your animators draw up the animation you send the animation to the tracing and inking department where you have a bunch of fucking immigrants and women working their asses off actually making the frames like there it's it's immigrants and women who are inking these things and tracing these things they take the animators drawings they trace them and the the inkers and tracers are the ones who put them on the transparent cells those cells are then photographed over the backgrounds mm -hmm. which are also painted by inkers and tracers right what happens with xerography, you don't need, uh, at first you just don't need tracers. You still need inkers to color things in because Xerox is only black and white. But what you, what you get is animators' original drawings and then you just make copies of those and those copies are printed on the cell instead of having a lady or an immigrant straight up because those are the people you can pay the least uh draw and wait for that shit to dry so then they fire all those people yes yeah okay yes they fired all those people all the women all the immigrants out of a job but <laughs> what that did was we'll it, give you a good reference it cut the budget in half mm -hmm. literally cut the budget in half because when you really fucking think about it they're putting everything they have into 101 Dalmatians, and if it doesn't fucking work, no more Disney cartoons. might say they're giving it 101%. They're giving it 110%, the original number of, of Dalmatians. Uh, but they fire, they fire all the inkers, they fire all the tracers, um, because now they can just copy the animators' original drawings. Now, the animators love this shit because what was happening before was basically a game of telephone they give you a drawing and what happened what you get on screen is sort of a muddled version of their original drawing right you have 16 different fucking women drawing your picture it's not exactly the picture you drew okay and and, and, we, and do do you feel like with this we're seeing the the edges be a little fuzzier Yes, and and honestly, this I, I know, I'm not I'm not yes, knocking yes. that necessarily. Knowing what I know about how this movie was made, watching having done the research that I've done, and then watching it today, I caught a lot of it. I caught a lot of that. So, do you remember that show on HBO, Doctor Katz, where yeah. everything was wiggly? Yeah, there are lots of moments like that in this in this picture where once you know that the cells have been xeroxed, you can catch that shit. But give me just a second before we get to that. So it it, it it cuts the budget in half for this thing. And Disney's all about that life. And he says, fucking go for it. Now, Walt, at this point, is all, all in on Disneyland. He's all in on live action. He sort of 
checked out when it comes to animation, but Ub says go, so Walt says go. So he agrees to it. Um, that is when we get to Ken Anderson, who's the art director here. And now he's we've talked about background guys in the this past. He's a fucking shining star. Ken Anderson, Ken Anderson is a fucking genius and these backgrounds really lend themselves to the feel of this whole movie. So Ken Anderson is the guy who who says, "Man, Ub, I kind of like what's happening here with the Xerox thing. He likes the shake." He likes the way it prints. He likes the feel of it. This is new, right? This is this is the '60s. It's 1961. Am I right here? 61. Yeah, yeah. this is the '60s. The fucking swinging '60s, man. Well, not yet. Like things are things are starting to change, though. Like we're 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 embracing technology, and Walt isn't breathing down our fucking necks to say no. So Ken Anderson has this idea for the backgrounds and the art direction and and he's the guy who kind of gives us that whole here's some fucking colors and then here is the ink drawing of of what you're looking at right so like Roger and Anita's apartment is really just like five it's like a watercolor of five different colors but then you have ink like just the outline of stairs, right? And it looks fucking great. It, it looks really cool. does. It's, it's kind of gaunt. Like it, they were. I feel like they were kind of doing this with Cinderella. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were playing but with it, idea. It's much the more idea. realized in this one. It just fucking works, and it's a shame that all those people lost their jobs. But for some reason, it just fucking works. And maybe it works because this is modern technology. Maybe it works because it's a modern story. But for some reason, it just fucking works. But you know who didn't like it? Walt. Because he's not breathing down everybody's necks, but he's still fucking Walt. And all he's ever done is had these fantasies in his head. Everything that's made him money are these big, fantastic movies. Pinocchio, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. This is the first movie that, one, isn't a big, sweeping fantasy feature. It's a modern fucking story. And the art is is a modern, jaunty, jagged style. And so Ken Anderson says to Walt, Hey, I really like what Ub is doing with this Xerox I'm going to do that for all the backgrounds. Uh, and Walt says, and this is a Walt Disney quote, uh, you know what? You can fool around with it all you want to. But he fucking hated it. He absolutely hated it, and he quit talking to Ken Anderson. He quit talking to Ken Anderson, but he let it slide. Uh, and, oh, man, he said to someone we're never going to have one of those goddamn things again. Ken is never going to be an art director again in this business. That's a, that's a fucking Walt Disney quote. And so Ken Anderson, uh, towards the end of Jungle Book, he finally got to see Walt again for the first time in fucking years. And he said... Probably would have been one of the last times, right? Uh, Walt looked very sick. And I just said to him, hey, gee, it's, it's great to see you, Walt. And Walt said, you know that thing you did on Dalmatians? And then he didn't say anything else. He just gave me this look. And I knew that all was forgiven. And in his opinion, maybe what I did on Dalmatians wasn't so bad. But that was the last time I ever saw him. 
Damn. Uh, and so that's how that's how Ken Anderson saw Walt for the last time, and that was the first time they'd seen each other in fucking years. And Walt was apparently a real piece of fucking work during uh, during the Jungle Book. But so that's Ken Anderson. He's the one who Xerox the backgrounds. He's the one that gives you that fucking that style. And man, it works so well for Roger and Anita's house. It works so fucking well for hell hall and it really makes it really works for it, hell hall. it really fucking works and so uh the last piece of history that i want to talk about the last dude that i think deserves a ton of fucking credit is a guy named bill pete um bill pete was the story man and that's what they call him they still call bill pete the story man bill pete in the early days of disney before the war wanted a job at real wanted a job at Disney real bad so he sent in some fucking work and he was one of those guys that just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until Disney was like fine you can have a fucking job he's just an inker he 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 was just an inker before the war he was an inker after he he put in a ton of hours during the propaganda years and Walt really appreciated that and so Bill Pete was one of those guys that wasn't afraid to go up to Walt and say hey I want you to look at this hey I want you to look at this hey how do you feel about this thing I've been working on even though Walt was kind of a dick about that kind of thing Bill Pete never said no and finally after the propaganda or he years, never said no to Bill Pete of what well Walt said no to a ton of people Bill Pete never said like Walt Bill Pete never quit right like he never he never backed down from just approaching Walt he would all he was always willing to approach Walt and finally Walt really respected that um and Bill Pete brought him some work and and Walt was like fuck man okay cool absolutely I trust you 100% and so Bill Pete got to be a storyboard artist and a uh, and he he was the story guy he he was the one who writing he's the one who's writing the story so when you say things like an okay book turns into an incredible movie it's really kind of do like ub gave you gave you technology and and ken anderson gives you backgrounds but what bill pete did was flesh out these characters so much so that dodie smith is all like this movie is way better than my fucking book like these characters are better than what i wrote um, so Bill Pete is actually the first and I think still only person um, to get a solo writing credit on a Disney animated feature. And he did it on this and the sword in the stone. So Walt says to him, I'm going to give you the story and I'm going to focus on these fucking on on these live action things. And I'm going to trust you. But before you get to do anything, I need a screenplay. So Bill Pete being old school doesn't know how to type. So he hand writes the screenplay for 101 Dalmatians and he turns it into Walt and Walt's like, this is good. Storyboard it. Um, Bill Pete's storyboards are so fucking good. He fleshes out these characters so much that 100% of what Bill Pete put into the screenplay and onto the storyboards made it into the movie. That's incredible. It's incredible. Like, I, I imagine that's like pretty unprecedented. It's never fucking happened, and it um, doesn't I mean, really did, ever did happen. Did you actually again. like see these? Like, I mean, can you? So, if you go look up some Bill Pete storyboards, they just look like stills from the movie. Like, they everything is there. The canine crunchies. The the only thing that really changes from Bill Pete's original storyboards is because the fucking censors tell Bill. Uh, the producers really the money fucking people say hey man 
we think some of our religious fans are going to get upset about dogs having a religious wedding. So can you tone it down? So instead of instead of wearing a wedding gown and a tuxedo, uh, Roger and Anita are just in formal wear for the wedding scene because they didn't want it to look like they were relegating a religious ceremony to dogs. Um, they're they're kind of hanging out by the by the window. Yeah. But Bill Pete storyboards. Look at that. Look at that right there. That's just the fucking scene. That's Cruella. So he also gets credit for the character design. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it. That's not the actual word. Character completion. So Bill Pete storyboards, when you, when you look at a Bill Pete storyboard, you recognize what it came from immediately. This isn't fucking concept art. The, these are, this is, this is the guiding light, right? Yeah, that's them at the fucking park. Like, he wrote this story. He took these characters. It was his idea to merge Mrs. and Perdita into into one into one dog. It was his idea to make Roger a musician so people wouldn't fucking hate him for being a rich piece of shit. Because the people that are going to see this movie aren't rich pieces. How, how did this rich pop pieces up? of shit? I don't know, but I'm into it. <laughs> um. Oh, you know, you actually, you know what? The reason that popped up is the anime that was that that beautiful big city Japanese woman. There are two famous anime artists who have um, stylized themselves after Bill Pete's art. That's why. That's why that popped up when you're looking at Bill Pete art. Um so he wrote this motherfucker by hand, uh, and he is with Walt all the way to the very end. And this is the sad part of everything, man, is he is great friends with Walt and has great respect for Walt until the Jungle Book and the two of them get in their biggest fight that they ever have during the creation of the Jungle Book. And so when Walt died, they weren't on they weren't on good terms because they got in this big ass fight right before Walt died. Um, but like those, those three guys, I don't know anything about the actors. I don't know anything about the voice actors and there's some famous voices in this. I loved the book, but what, what the three people that really deserve credit for setting this thing up are Ub, Bill and Ken Anderson. Like those are the guys that really made 101 Dalmatians so fucking successful. And if they hadn't done it, we don't have Moana. We don't have fucking Baymax. We don't have Disney Plus. Like, that's just the end of Disney animation. If this didn't work, we're going to get a bunch more fucking Haley Mills joints. We're going to get some weird live action shit. And it's just, we might have the Disney Channel, but it's just Zombies and Windy Woo, Homecoming Warrior, and not Frozen. You know? And so those dudes deserve the credit. The legacy of Deep Troop is tarnished. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um you wanna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for a moment and um come dig back into with the, the movie. next installment where we dig into the movie. I'm chomping at at the bone for this one. Yeah, I'm uh I've got a real hard dick. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. <laughs> okay, that's, I think it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you get pee or anything? Yeah.